Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is Allison from The Locally Sourced, and welcome to the podcast. This is episode number four, and on today's podcast, we have a special guest, and their name is Julia. Julia, welcome to the podcast. Hey, Allison, thank you for having me. Just a side note or a little background information, Julia and I went, I don't even know, how far back? I think middle school, so we're talking upwards of a long time. I think we did chorus and band in middle school. Did you do band? band? We're in the yeah, we were both saxophone players. Uh, I'm going to use the term saxophone players very loosely for me, but I don't know about you. Same here. I think I gave up when I realized I had to bring the saxophone on the bus every day, and I was like, I'm not lugging this anywhere. I am not doing this. I am lazy. No one's going to make me lug this saxophone. I went to trumpet, which ultimately I was I terrible. That. I, that for a minute. I was like, why didn't I just do the clarinet like everyone else? They're very smart. <laughs> to go after the drums. I said when I'm 40, I'm going to get, I'm going to take drum off. That would be awesome. If you start a band, let me know. And I will totally be there rocking out with my kid. And we'll be clarinet? like, yeah, I'll be rocking out with my clarinet. I don't play the Yaz flute too often. I'll just pull it out. <laughs> yes. The Yaz flutes. I just dabble. I just dabble. Um, so Julia's a resident. <laughs> I do a little dabbling. Great movie. Any life event in your life definitely counts down to an Anchorman quote or anything Will Farrell related. Of course, every day, more room for activities. And we just became best friends. Yep. <laughs> you want to go do karate in the garage? Yep. <laughs> um, so Julia's from Stoneham. She attended the Stoneham schools. Currently, she's working in the Boston Public Schools, working towards her master's in PE, which I'm really jealous out of because that's actually one of the things I really would want to do with my life. Um, she's a longtime martial arts uh, practitioner, which is cool because I do remember back in the day when you were in high school, you um, you did a few uh presentations of karate or martial arts didn't you yeah it was it was, uh, it, was a, it was kind of a ball it was a black light um and then I think a couple of times there I did uh there's a senior health day the self-defense seminars as well I was usually running back and forth like after when you and I were playing softball like I was running from softball right to my job the local karate school so it was like it was I, I don't know how I managed it in high school I'm like I have all these things going on right now like how the hell did I do that at 16 right I mean like it was like it kept me busy it kept me uh safe it kept me out of trouble um but yeah there was like I mean it was never it was never a moment I don't think you could I mean you still can't get me to shut up about martial arts and everything but I don't think there was ever a day wherever I stopped talking about it really when I was younger and now with my kids with my not my kids but my niece and my nephew I teach them like when they when I watch them so like they get a kick out of it like legit a kick out of it but uh <clears throat> and then like it's just yeah it's like it's really taken like we'll get into it but it's really taken off a life of its own after I finish my schooling and everything and that's awesome I think you know it's important for anybody like you said to have something during your teenage or adolescent years to just mm -hmm. um, have it interested and keep you out of trouble whether it whatever it is yo-yoing karate running um, just any interest or hobby to keep you up active keep your mind going mm -hmm. um, 
you know, when did this, uh, when did you actually get started in karate? Like what age, how young? I was seven years old and um, so it was 1993. I just actually celebrated 27 years to being involved in it. Oh my God. So, yeah. That's longer uh, than some marriages out there. <laughs> yeah. So that is my marriage really. It's been some ups and downs, but um, no, I started when I was seven. My parents enrolled me. Well, I was skating with my sister because she was okay. a competitive skater. So we were a really active family growing up, her and I. Um, and my parents, believe it or not, I was tested for ADHD, ADD when I was six. And the neuropsychologist said that martial arts is one of the best things for me. I wasn't on any medication enrolled in a local dojo when I was seven and then I got my black belt when I was 13 I uh, started teaching when I was 15 so I was like in the time from the time that I was like a red belt all the way up to black belt I did some like apprenticing and then uh after like all throughout high school that was my job in high school like it was like it was a balancing act I was teaching I was going for my degrees on my black belt. The last degree I went for was my fourth degree in uh, college. And then it's been like, it's waxed and waned. Like I've worked at a couple of different schools for a little bit. And you know, like the older you get, like you respect the people that you work for. And sometimes like the relationships that you forge like with your instructors are not necessarily constructive anymore. Um, so, and I think that just goes with anything. I think that goes with life, that goes with relationships, it goes with family, it goes with friends. Like it's a, it's a there's mountains and there's, and there's valleys really. But, you know, I always had a tremendous respect for whoever I worked for. And then I would say probably up until about three, four years ago, I really decided that I wanted to do it on my own. I didn't know, like I had some background of some business, um, but it was actually right around the time that I was applying to go to for Boston Public. And I decided January 1st, 2018, I was like, you know what, forget it. I'm going to do this on my own. I don't know what I'm doing. I have some experience. And truth be told, people have a vision. They know what they want. But sometimes they just really don't know their left from their right. And that was me. <laughs> um, but slowly started having a social media following with that and you know like worked for Boston Public and got into Boston Public and that actually opened a door for me as well because I run an after school program for them now so oh that's awesome um, so you do an after yeah. school karate class for the kids yeah and that's really cool it was like it was like it was a great opportunity and uh still is like right obviously right now we're doing it via zoom um everything's remote right now for me but I would say that martial arts like honestly it did open a lot of doors for me and it really did like you know it really helped me form like my like forge my path and decide that I wanted to do education in some way not in a traditional sense I couldn't bear the thought of being behind a desk so phys ed is the only way to do that and um it was more it was me I couldn't figure it out it was like right in my face the entire time and it was, wasn't until about a year and a half ago, two years ago, that the aha moment, the light flipped on. And I said, okay, I was taking my students for in Boston to 
there in inclusion gym class and I was like I could get used to this like this could be my jam and then applied to grad school last summer for phys ed and I was like yep this is what I want to do this is not like I, I had so much fun like taking them to class and like you know like working they are um in an inclusion they were they had inclusion which means that they've uh, they work with and you know this like you work with students in a general ed setting and like just for that community and social aspect of it and um it was great like the um the students who are in general ed like they get to learn about people that who are not necessarily in their class and but mm -hmm. these are also individuals that they're going to have to encounter throughout their life so it's a great way to really bring people together and like create that awareness so it was fun and it still is fun um and that's like you know like I said it opened a lot of doors in terms of like public speaking and I used to be like really you don't know this but I was like from the time that I was really little I would say up until about high school middle school high school I was like painfully shy like I was it was bad <laughs> I wouldn't say it was bad it's just like I was just really reserved and you know, like I also have a hearing loss, but like conversation made it really difficult to really engage in conversation, like to keep up with everything. So once I found my niche and I found like my voice, so to speak, it was like really, and once I really honestly was forced to get up and start teaching in front of people, like it was like, I, I just can't shut up. Yeah, no, I, and that's, you know what, I think that's what some people need to hear. Um, like I mentioned in my last podcast, sometimes we have to use the time we have to get uncomfortable. Um, mm -hmm. It will be uncomfortable for a little bit. Like you said, when you were starting off, you were quiet, but eventually um, your passion and like you said, that niche that really hit you, brought you into mm -hmm. where you are. And now, like you, I was a very strange person I, I probably still am but um just <laughs> you know in high school I, I was a very very strange person and it kind of but now it's kind of like I was uncomfortable all through my teenage years I was uncomfortable through my college years I think just because I didn't have something that gave me the confidence to mm -hmm. make me confident and to give me the ability and the strength to go out there and talk about something I'm passionate about because I didn't mm -hmm. have anything I was actually passionate about like you had karate growing up and you, it became a part of you allowed you to build up the strength to become who you mm -hmm. are I just never had that so now with this podcast I'm getting out there making myself uncomfortable or reaching out to people who I never would imagine even reaching out even through text or email they don't even mm. see me or talk to me but um just having something like you had with karate brings you to where you are now whether you're doing it now or not you can give some um benefits to it you see the benefits into where you are and it's nice that eventually you're going to make it the way you want it to be in your life um like you said you're hoping to make it a business and so you know, I guess the question is for now is when you do make it the, your business, what are you looking to do with the way you're going to present this to those who don't know much about the karate profession and the karate, I guess the exercise and whatever is involved? I think, I think when you get into, when you get involved in any activity, like there's a saying that it starts, it starts with a single step, right? 
So I think in absolutely no disrespect to anyone who does, who takes MMA or does UFC, um, like I firmly believe in the conditioning aspect of it. And a lot of folks who do compete in MMA or UFC, they do have a pretty hefty traditional background. Um, but what I would say is, is that when you're getting into the traditional aspect of it, like you, there's so many different avenues to do with this Chinese martial arts. There's like Wushu, Kung Fu, there's um, Japanese martial arts, there's Aikido, Karate, Judo, like Jiu-Jitsu, there's Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. There's so many different avenues, like Muay Thai, uh, and then like Taekwondo for Korean. So it's so, even French style martial arts, like in Russian, like it's unbelievable. So I think my advice would be don't make an emotional decision. Really think about what it is that you want out of it like what's your goal out of it what do you want and not even just about the ranks like black belt is badass as hell but like what is the internal like what's the what is it that you want to get from it that you can carry with you throughout um and i think it's also a really individual sport so your my progress in my success is not going to be like some of the success that I've had with some of my training partners in the past. Um, so you can't, and I say this like with a lot of vindiction, you can't have, um, you can't you can't compare yourself to one another. You shouldn't be doing that anyway because it just wreaks havoc on your emotional game. But like, especially with a sport like martial arts, like. Your success is yours only. No one else can take that away from you. Like your whatever rank you are, that is yours. That is what's around your waist. That is your mindset that you're carrying through. Um, I would say that when you're in this, like you could be a white belt, but still have like that black belt mindset. Like they like overall, everyone that I've come into contact with and I've um, encountered who is a martial artist, they are prime like grade a practitioners of growth mindset like you know like solution driven like all right well this didn't they're not well this didn't work so i'm not going to do this like all right well what did i do that i can make better and and i think a lot of athletes are like that i think a lot of business people are like that like it's more solution driven so there's a lot of like intersectionality with it too and there's a lot of a lot of aspects of it that you can interweave into your own life regardless of like what you're doing so but i would say like don't just take that first step crucial to know before you start shopping around and you know you have to know what you're looking for uh read the reviews um ask around the best way to do it is word of mouth and just get a feel for it. Like really think about and take time for yourself in, in silence to think about what it is that you want out of your training, because that's going to go a long way. You don't want to waste your time. Like it's a huge return of investment uh, in the long run, but like just real, I would say just really truthfully take your time when you're exploring that Avenue. Yeah. And, you know, it's as you were speaking, I was thinking about the fact how you said this profession or this activity is so individual. It's an individual growth. It's individual um, support. It's yourself really pushing yourself. And, you know, 
finding the right coach or is that what you call them coaches instructor so just finding someone that meets yeah just finding someone that meets you and your personality is huge because you don't want to be working with someone who doesn't you know know you doesn't want to get to know you not just by your physical ability but in terms of your mental ability do you guys match personality wise do you have the same morals um do you have the same work ethic are they willing to push you enough the value system like what are they they walking the talk are they talking the talk exactly and it's like in i'm going to touch on what you said about um like like the like same like person i mean a lot of the instructors that I worked with or that I had, like we didn't necessarily have the same personality. And sometimes that's crucial too. Like you might need somebody who do, who's more extroverted than you are to get you to come out of that. Or mm-hmm. if you're really extroverted, like you're going to need that balance. You know what I mean? But I'm glad you brought that up. But yeah, a lot of the time, like the goal is the same amongst martial arts instructors, martial artists, like, they like they want to and I'm, and I'm gonna throw myself in this like we want to make the world a better place even if it's just by one person like I'm not here to say I want 5,000 black belts by like next month no no Cobra Kai going on today. no Cobra <laughs> Kai you're not gonna have everybody wearing the snakey right now I was gonna do a Care Bear but uh I was like I mean even so like if I have like five quality students then I can deliver quality instruction. Like I'm there for the value. Like if I right. can say in 10, 15 years, like, oh yeah, I got five, 10 people to their black folk. That to me is success. If, I mean, I've helped a lot of students when I was growing up and like they're all grown up now. Like they're all like in med school and like they're done. And I'm like, all right, well, what are you doing? But I'm like, you know, like from the time that they were really little, I got them to where they wanted to be. And with, along with the other instructors that I worked with, like we all got them to where they wanted to be. And that should be the goal. Like you have a, and that goal needs to align. But you're right. Like in terms of like personality, it has to, it doesn't necessarily have to be the same, but it has to mesh. And then, you know, it's so important because I think, like you said, there's so many forms of this art. Mm-hmm. Um, when you end up taking part in such an instruction, you have this, idea in your head of what it's going to be and all of a sudden Mm -hmm. it's not and you may get discouraged but I think with the right instructor or just anything you do if you have the right person in front of you who's the right role model in with karate or anything similar to this um, activity it's so abstract like how do you showcase that at a birthday party or yeah how do you go off to a bar and be like Hey, I can do these backflip kicks. I know it's not appropriate here at someone's 21st birthday, but check it out. So I think I can break this bar down. Yeah. Do you want to see me break this bottle over my head? I'm really good at it. And you probably get about 10 different numbers of doctors who are worried about your mental health, not just exactly. dating. Yeah. But I think, you know, with this um, activity, it's your mindset um and the way someone helps you develop that because it's such an abstract thing you don't see improvements right away it's not like like any activity you see improvements over time but with this it's like how do you showcase it how do you show your passion for it to others and help others um get into your passion share your uh interest or 
happiness with such an activity. So, I mean, yeah, yeah. it's, it's, it's tough. Cause it's like, I don't know anything about these activities. Like you said, I watch MMA is totally different. I'll watch that. And I'm like, Oh, maybe I could be an MMA fighter, even though I can't walk down the stairs without getting, you know, <laughs> out of breath. But, um, it's, it's tough. It's how do you kind of like, when you have a kid who comes in the class and is like, oh, I'm going to be the next George St. Pierre or, you know, just the next MMA fighter. And all of a sudden they're struggling to even keep up with the, uh, the warm up. It's just, yeah, it's tough. I would, it is tough. And I think what needs to be set, like you basically as a facilitator and like you're an educator too, like instead of asking, do you want this? You have to ask the why, you have to ask the what, like, well, what brought you to this? Like, why do you want to be like this person? Like, what brought you here? And it might be something as simple as like, well, my parents want me to get involved in something, but it could be like, let's take it a step further, like an adult student, like I, well, even an adult training client, um, it was more so like, well, what is it? What, what's, alluring to you that is um that brought you to my to to me like what what is it what did you what do you want to get out of this and I was honestly I flipped the script on like potential clients and students like and like well like what's what's the reasoning for it and like I give them like a questionnaire there and like we go over like all their answers like like what like what's the goal like what do you want to learn like what like, and then it's a it's a pretty candid conversation about like if it's like if it's something that I can provide them then I'll provide them with it but like you also have to learn to I had to learn to be humble about the fact like well if that's something that they want to learn I can't provide that like it would be in my best interest and their best interest to know where they can get that service. Like if right. they want to learn how to do all the crazy kicks, like personally, I can't do those crazy kicks. So I'm not going to market that. Um, I think it's really important to have the conversations and like be engaged in the conversations with potential students and their families, because it is a collective effort, especially if it's a child, like, okay, well, what do you, where do you see yourself in a year from now? Um, in terms of your fitness, where do you want to see yourself in three months? Like, can you break it down into quarters? And then like, and this is what I do for myself as well. Like, okay, where do I want to be in three years? And then flip it on a student or their families or their grownups in their lives. And okay, so where do, you, where do you see your child? Where do you see you in three months time? How do you want to get there? What are the limitations that I need to take into a to, that I need to take into consideration to ensure that you're not going to get injured, to ensure that something isn't going to happen, and to ensure that I'm building that confidence, helping you build that confidence and pull that out of you. So I think the biggest thing is like you, like the conversation has to be open and it might present as difficult, but it really isn't. It's just, it's scraping the surface because you know, as like with any as you go through it, when you go through the motions of it, you're going to be finding stuff out about yourself that you didn't even realize before. And sometimes it's emotional. Like I was training three or four years ago and I, I never once left a training session crying. And I cried. And my really? instructor, it was like, it was a release. And like my yeah. instructor at the time was like, you're holding a lot in, you're holding a lot in. And it's like, 
I know I am, but I need to release it. Like, I know you have to release it. Like, how are you going to do that? So he legit put four boards in front of me. He's like, break them right now. And you and did I it? I want you to scream. Yeah, he's like, I want you to scream. And then okay. screams. Couldn't stop <laughs> crying for about two days after. It was like, you know, like emotions like you get involved, like your own emotions. And it's stuff that comes up that you didn't, that you wouldn't expect either. And it's all... It's part of the process because when you have those emotions, like you're able to really push through that and like hopefully not be turned off by it. Um, it's, especially in like a sports climate, like that talk of like mental health is like really starting to like it's really starting to come up, and it was never touched on before. I think it's like a lot of it, like just be mindful of the emotions be mindful that they're coming up like if there's like make sure that you have other resources available to you uh while this like stuff comes up so that you know how to deal with it in an appropriate in an effective way to ensure your own success and i think you're you're so right and when it comes to that it's you and them only just you two at all a good amount of the time and you know, I, as um, a personal trainer and getting certified, do they include certain trainings in terms of um, supporting clients emotionally in terms of that retrospect? Yeah, there's a, um, so I'm certified through the National Academy of Sports Med and they do like for like, see, so like continuing ed units, they like roll out like a different um, uh, program every so often. And over the course of COVID, one of the, they rolled out a free CEU called Mental Mental Toughness, which I obviously took, like, banked on. <laughs> you like, click, yes, like, take click. my money. <laughs> yeah. Here's my it money. I'm pushing it through the window right now. <laughs> yeah. And so, and they wound up offering it for free because there were so many trainers yeah. who did have to deal with clients who did have some mental health or just, like, didn't know how to get out of that, like, rut. And you know, um, some of the certifications across the board, there's one that I'm going for, uh, the pre and postnatal, not to talk myself up too much, but just to shed light on like, yeah. what they have available. Like they have a precision nutrition, which is a whole uh, nutritional curriculum. Um, they have one called Girls Gone Strong, which is to promote strength and like empowerment women which is absolutely amazing that's the one that I'm doing like needle uh coaching for that's very important oh my goodness especially with women like I mean across the board but there's just like so it's it's like that it's like boomed open like so many and like they have mental toughness they have there's so many different types of certifications um very cool yeah you know that's just so important I think even for you as a trainer, but as a gym teacher, I think, you know, going through grad school is great and it's a huge feat, but it's not until you get into doing it uh, one-on-one or, you know, first experience, you're like, oh my God, I'm not just playing dodgeball with the kids right now. I'm creating relationships. Yeah. You're creating relationships. Who knows what kid will end up really looking up to you as a teacher I know for me, I love gym class. Gym class and lunch were probably my most awesome. favorite activities. I always looked forward <laughs> to it. Um, and leaving school was probably my third favorite. Um, but, <laughs> you know, it's 
this day and age, I think it's so important when it comes physical and mental strength, just go hand in hand, whether you're a gym teacher, personal trainer, you're a coach, um, anything to deal with that, it goes hand in hand. Like you said, someone could be joining track because they have a hard home life and they're just running from their problems and this is a release Mm -hmm. for them or someone's taking karate because you know the typical stories I've been bullied all my life but it's not typical it's unfortunate that it's very common or um, yeah it's really unfortunate that that that's become the norm and even though it's become the norm like while there is a lot of light shed on it that it's like still happening but like the incentives and the um movements that are happening like like I don't think you, like, we never saw this. We never saw this in high school. No, definitely not. Gym class was literally, let's throw the ball as hard as we can at the person to get them out. Yeah. Or, um, yep. Let's run the mile and do the presidential physical test. Um, mm-hmm. You know, not to say it's on our gym teachers at all. It just wasn't part of the, part of what we were thinking about at our time. We weren't yeah. aware. Our parents weren't aware. It just, nowadays, it's so different the way we approach the way we teach our kids and educate them right because that sub five that sub like what six minute mile yeah like when we were growing up like that like shed like that shed light on your own personal value like right okay, well, right i'm gonna go out on a limb here and say that <laughs> i was in no way shape or form a runner ever like <laughs> i ran but probably looking back now for all the wrong reasons but i i would clock in like i would go for down from like a 12 minute mile to like a 10 minute mile you have classmates who are saying, and this is like, I think this is across the board. Like, I'm not shading anybody here, but you'd have classmates shading, like, oh yeah, I got seven minutes. Did you put like coffee in your veins? Like, <laughs> but and then like, you have really, those kids who like walked it, and yeah, it was like, you know, maybe they're just walking it because of their mental state, like their yeah. lack of confidence. And yeah, now it's like let's all run a mile as a group. Let's build each other up. And I think, mm-hmm. you know, in addition Collective. to the, exactly, just the way our, we're educated now, we're more aware that mental health is plays a huge role. And I think mm-hmm. as you, as a PE teacher and a martial arts instructor, it's just, it's needed, you know? Yeah. It's very like, just like I say all the time to any teacher, it's a trade, it's a, it's a topic that's not in schools. It mm. should be. It, yeah, it like, should be. Totally. Like any type of trade or something to give open the doors to the students, something new. Like if they had karate in an after school program, like you're offering out here in Stoneham, I would think it'd be awesome. I know I'd yeah. sign my child up for it, you know. Um, so it's important to really just open those doors for them mentally and physically because like you oh, never, yeah. you never know who would love it and then all of a sudden they're a mini you and publicizing and telling everybody how great it is and you're following <laughs> your passion so yeah. um it's you know it's great because you can you you under you get it you've been there yeah and you use yeah. that physical aspect as a tool to build yourself up yeah it's like I and it's just like like I just really come at it from a point of like if I like I said like if I have like one person or if I have like 10 people my goal is to help just one person like and you know like help them in a way that like they're going to be able to carry it 
if I, if there was ever a time like when I was teaching class, like in, um, in a dojo setting, if I could get to, and we're talking like a class that has like 20 kids, like that's really tough to corral when they're six. Um, but like, in, at, at any age, like if you can, if someone can take, and this goes for me too, like if anyone, if I can take anything away from what I'm doing, then it was a solid class. Like if there's like a, I'm like, I don't like group exercise classes because I think it's like, just part, that's my own personal preference. Like I prefer mm-hmm. weightlifting on my own. Um, but I'm, I'm very individual in that regard. But because yeah. I know that like I start to compare myself to Same okay, here. well, let, yeah. she, she just got that two step for Zumba, and I'm over here doing the doggy. Like just a, <laughs> just a, to sidetrack, I went and saw a Pilates class, and I went and joined one day. I was like, oh, these women are fifty and above. I could I could smoke them. Smoke them, yeah. And then I went into Pilates. I was like, oh, here I am in all my workout equipment, probably like top to bottom, full workout, ready to go, and they're like. <laughs> all right so let's get five pounds I'm like five pounds this is nothing and then all of a sudden like a half five hour pounds for a long time is I know five pounds <laughs> in five pounds and 10 minutes in I'm like I can't do this I walked away and I was like yeah. I can't believe I thought I could do this these seven-year-olds are smoking me with yeah. it for us and it, just to sidetrack a funny story I was so ashamed of myself that I couldn't like even sit a wall sit for as long as these women yeah. or whoever was in the class, I was, I was very embarrassed. So like you, yeah, I kind of steered you. away and went into individual <laughs> weightlifting where I was like, okay, I can do this. And that's like to tie back into like, you have to be uncomfortable. Like that, like I know where my comfort lies. Like I know that like, if I really wanted to do it, like I would, I would push myself out of that. Like right now it's not, I like, it's just like in maybe I, I'm probably putting my foot in my mouth right now um, and like just speaking up the wazoo. But now, like, I mean, you gave me an idea. Like maybe I should really start thinking about exercise classes because I'm saying one thing and I'm doing another, yeah, but yeah. like, it's just like, a, that was a quick, nice little reality check. So thanks for that. Yeah, of and, course. But like, it's true. Like, I mean, the younger you are, like when, I mean, we're 34, right? You're yeah, 34. 34. I think we're in like that limbo of like, all right, well, we are getting older, but if I do this movement, I'm going to move for three days. My back hurts <laughs> yeah. consistently, but I know. That happened like 27 run. for me. Yeah. yeah. I was like, all right, well, I can't, I can't hang anymore. But yeah, yeah I mean, it's important to show that like, obviously too, the older you get, the, the harder you have to work to take mm-hmm. care of it because everything really does start to break down. And like, that's when the injuries come up. Right. I think, um, you know, kind of to boost you up a little bit in regards to being a personal trainer, your background, the fact that you've experienced these things firsthand and um, you had struggles in life and this is how you built yourself up, how you became stronger and you really felt the benefits of it. And now you want to pass it on to those who are in your spot is so important as someone who's offering this one-on-one service because when you have a client who's somewhat like getting depressed about their um, weight gain or there's no weight loss, it's like, hey, I've been there. This is where I've been. Yeah. And this is how I fix it. And I'm not saying this is a one-time fix or it's specific to us, but 
yeah try this out because I've been there you know I think yeah. it's important for just you as a trainer or an instructor or anybody who offers services similar to what you're offering it's if you have that firsthand experience then it means so much more to a client at least for me if I was yeah it humanizes it's humanizing right and you're humble about it you're humble you're not saying from the beginning I was all out strong I had this physique for my whole life because for me then I'd be I'd feel bad about myself I'd be like why don't I go to them I they they're they're strong no matter what they never been through what I've been through so you know a lot of props to you for really being honest with yourself and your clients and I'm sure when you help them or work with them you tell them that you're probably very honest with them in regards to saying you know you're not going to have that weight loss for the first month I didn't yeah, it, it takes time, and I got discouraged. But you, this is how I did it. This is how I kept up with it. Um, yeah. So, and again, with karate, you know, at seven, unless I don't know if you were Jackie Chan, if he's that great at seven, but you, it took time. It, yeah, it's gradual. It's yeah. totally gradual, and it's not overnight. And you know, for uh, there's no such thing as a quick fix, as much as people want to believe that. And I had another thought, but I was like, you were, and I just totally lost. <laughs> It'll come Welcome to, to being like, 34. <laughs> I know. Welcome to walking into a room and forgetting while you're there, even though it's the bathroom and you know exactly what you're doing in there, but you yeah. still forget. <laughs> exactly. And I think, and you touched on something earlier, like, it's just like a matter of, like, well, yeah, you've like been there, you've been there, but also, these, all right, I have it back. I got it back. That was all a right. Christmas call. All wow. right, do it now. Do it um, now before okay, you forget. <laughs> so, like, with entrusting you to work with them are being really incredibly vulnerable with you. So, they're trusting that you're going to take their emotions and you're going to take their well-being into consideration. And part of leveling with that is to be able to, in my experience, is that and personally, I wouldn't want to go to anybody. I wouldn't want to train with anybody who wasn't willing to share their story about how they, I'm not asking for the full like annotated bibliography, and, but I'm asking like a, like for like a level. And I feel like when you, when a trainer is really just genuinely concerned or just genuinely interested in helping someone it makes them while it makes them that much more marketable, which is great, but also it really, like I said, it, it, it humanizes them. Like a lot of trainers, regardless of their physique, they get a bad rap because like they have like this like yeah facade. But you know, like a lot of these folks, like they've in my like talking with some of them, like been through some stuff. And I, yeah. but I also think it's super important to make sure that you tell, that you do tell part of your story to like, to bring that out of somebody into, and like, you know, their success might become your success, but like, they're like, it, it helps to get the story out. It right. really does. It's kind of like a guide to you. If you're, a cl- if you're a client, it's like, okay, well, if they can do it, maybe I can yeah. consider look at where they are yeah. and you know it's it, not to make fun of your profession at all it's a great oh, no, profession no, no. but you look on Instagram it's like holy crap everyone's a personal trainer 
Yeah. Like, no, I, oh, I, holy I, crap. Yeah. Like, everybody's selling their personal training business, whether you're rich, yeah. poor, no matter how, what your age is. Uh, you know, it, it's just crazy because when you go on Instagram, it's like everyone's a personal trainer. Everyone's a yeah, and I'm gonna working out or a fitness influencer. So yeah. it's kind of like you took the test. Of course, it's hard. I even looked into it, so I commend you on it. I took it, it three times. <laughs> that doesn't make me feel bad because I took the teaching test seven. I said by 10, I give up. Oh. <laughs> hey, there you go. No, I have, I have, I'm in the midst of, I missed my, um, I have to take my PE, I'm tired of the other one done, but I have to yeah. take my PE, I'm tired okay. one more time. Like I missed yep. it by one question, but it's so hard, but you're right. Like, like what you were saying about like, um, like these personal trainers and not for nothing like the MLM people who are health coaches and yeah. I use that term in quotes that's a really in my opinion that's a really dangerous thing to call yourself when you're not board certified and mm -hmm. you really don't know what you're putting into your body and you know you have registered dietitians mm -hmm. you have people who are actually certified as like for nutrition and it does pull away from the market of personal trainers. Like, like I said, like a 21 day fix is not going to fix it. Right. Right. <laughs> I so, think, you know, it's, it's crazy because not to, you know, talk bad about these social influencers, but there's so many out there who offer weight loss plans or workout plans. But to me, it's like, I would want to see that person live and flesh with me working out rather than them emailing every day and tracking mm -hmm. my progress through photos and them just using it as marketable pieces to their Instagram account. It's just, to me, yeah. I would want someone like you locally to say, let's meet up, let's talk. I'm available for coffee or I'm available yeah. to work out and, you know, I'd be paying you, but it's just, it's just boggles my mind. And it's just my personality. Cause I like to get most bang for my buck. Cause I'm cheap. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, yeah, but I, I'm not cheap, but I like to know what I'm paying for. And no, someone like you have, I, I agree. You have maybe one or two clients who make amazing progress, but then these people on social media have 50 clients and they're emailing them every day. It just boggles my mind, um, you know, and they're certified. I'm sure they take in the test, but um, oh, yeah. it's just so different having someone like you, in front of you, right beside you, working with you, texting. Um, it's it's a more personal piece. And I think, it is. you know, with everyone out there being a personal trainer, and I'm sure everyone who claims to be or is professionally, I'm sure they're great. It's just, yeah, there's so much to choose from. And, there you is. Can... and that's the that's the beauty of it and that's the evil of it <laughs> exactly it's, like, it's, it's a catch-22 like you have like i said like it goes back with like looking for a personal for uh excuse me martial arts you have to know what you're looking right, for are you looking right. to compete in a bodybuilding competition i'll yes. tell you right now i'm not your girl to <laughs> do, get your pro card like yeah i know yeah, that but... about me like i know a lot of fantastic trainers who know what they're doing like you said like they've done it they know what they're mm -hmm, talking about right. they know what it takes they know that it's not going to take three months mm -hmm. to get that six pack, eight pack, or twelve pack. Um, but some, like you know, and some trainers that I know, like they're they're this is their one woman that I know from mm -hmm. one of my from my business group. Like this is her first competition, like in two weeks, and um, she went from like nine to five, like corporate, 
and now mm-hmm. she's a trainer and she's uh she's making like she's doing wonderfully for herself yeah and yeah but she decided in april i think march or april that she was going to do a figure competition like eight months later she's killing it she's going on stage that's incredible like, yeah yeah and you know like that's a marketing point and you know my like what you said about like hiring someone that you know like i hired someone that i know that is actually one of my very good friends who handles all my nutrition for me i pay her and then i have and then the gym that i work out of that i exercise out of a little exercise out of there we go she's right in wakefield like 10 plus years and i'm just like it's it's a considerable amount of money they are trying to make it and i'm like i said like you've seen my stories i push hard for like small of course and it's big because it's you know what you're paying for. You know what you're getting out of it. Yeah. You know, you see them working hard every yeah. day, making it, trying to make their passion a living, yeah. which is, you you know them on a blood, sweat, and tears went into it. And you're like, you know what? That extra 30 bucks can go into their business. That's okay with me. Because yeah. I know yeah. where it's going, where right. you're off paying, uh, not to slam on these big companies, but where's your money going with Weight Watchers? Where is your money going with like Jenny Craig? And you know, it works for some people, which is great, but (laughs) it's like, for me, I'd be like, well, you know, uh, I personally wouldn't spend money for something of that service. Um, I would pay a nutritionist that I've known forever. And I really believe in their their ways and their instruction and I trust them because nutrition is such like your profession in itself it could make or break a person and Mm -hmm. I think that's the scary part for me if I was you I'd be like well uh, just don't go too heavy I don't want a lawsuit against me yeah I know and that's what I say like when I have someone like oh well I need help with my nutrition like all right great well you know the girl my friend who takes care of my nutrition like I send I send you to her Right. And that's so humbling of you. And it just shows the difference between you and maybe someone who's making it big, just taking on all the clients and just taking the money, whoever it is out there, where it's nice if you just have you and it's just you and them for two years, you know, you're in it, you yourself as a personal trainer to help them. And you're going to say, here are my expertise. I can give you resources for everything else. And let's tie a team together. I use it in the the best piece is your credentials. It's like, I use this person. Yeah. I'm not making money off of this resource. I'm not making, I use them. I pay them myself out of my own pocket. Right. Which is extremely helpful as a personal trainer. And it's just, it makes you so different from everyone who personal and they have everyone who's a personal trainer has their own niche. They have their own connections and um just marketing that is so important i think to get that out there to really sell you yourself um oh, totally. so in regards to personal training i think um you said you mentioned you were looking to help women rediscover their balance and strength and stability do you want to go a little yeah. further into that yeah absolutely that actually touches on um like more like the personal experience so it's more it's more of a so this is going to get kind of heavy. <laughs> uh, I'm ready. Um, I'm re- I got my right. tissues next to me. I'm ready to go. So about 10 years ago, I was 
diagnosed with a condition called pelvic floor dysfunction. That time, no one really heard about it. Like yes. I was in, you know, I was, I'll be honest, like I just come out like maybe three years before and okay. I was just getting into dating and I'm like, so I'm just getting into dating. <laughs> like, the world is crazy. Like, Here I am, world. Like, legit opened up <laughs> and I have this condition, like chronic okay. pain. And so, you know, I've been going to PT off and on for the past, for the mm-hmm. better part of 10 years. Like, uh, and there's a lot of like internal, like myofascial yep. that, and you know, it's like not to get too into hey, that, but we're it's, all, it's super we important. get it. It's really yes. Important. Women get yeah. it. <laughs> yep. And you know, like it, it plays a huge part in terms of like how you put self-perception. All right. Well, I'm having pain in, in the past. It is, and thankfully, I had a fantastic doctor at the time. knew like she specialized in this. Like she was part of this huge women's okay. health collective in Boston. Uh, do do you want to give her a shout out? Yeah, Dr. Alice Rothschild. She, she actually delivered my sister and I. So you guys yeah. are literally like, <laughs> you yeah. guys are like close. Oh yeah. <laughs> she's seen you so, from like born to like she's seen it all. Yeah. Literally everything. Oh, yeah. <laughs> So she's like, okay, I know exactly what it is. I'm like, what? How? Yeah. How? It's like, I yeah. specialize in this. I'm like, all right, cool. Started going to PT 10 years ago. We're at, have you heard of Marathon Physical Therapy? I have. Yeah. Oh, they have yeah. a great women's health like nice. portion for uh, that. For, Where are they located? Uh, they have quite a few locations. The first is there one over at Woburn? Or? No, that's Excel. That's like specializing in more orthopedics. So um, Marathon is based out of, it's mostly South Shore, but the okay. closest one to us is Newton. Okay, I go to bad. the one in Dedham. And yeah. like, they, like, it's this whole special, like they specialize in this, like the orthopedic stuff, like they have this whole separate thing. So then I'd go, I'd go, I wouldn't, I'd go, I wouldn't. Mm-hmm. And then- Like anybody with like, PT. Oh yeah, of course. <laughs> And would I do my exercises? No. Not necessarily. No, we'd be sitting on the couch <laughs> watching Netflix. So I was, um, I started going again last year. Last, actually around this time last year. Starting to think about like my future, like, and then had my cert for personal training. And then when COVID hit, obviously I'd stopped going to physical therapy. When COVID hit, and I was doing like business coaching. Like I had to establish my own niche. I want my business coach was like, well, why don't, like this is what you have. Why don't you yeah. again stare me in the face? <laughs> it, the obvious is not so obvious. No, and- it's always under <laughs> our nose, and we're looking like miles yeah. away. <laughs> yep, exactly. And uh, so I was like, wow, that's actually a really good idea. And then, so one of the certifications. So for my own like stake in like well-being I was like all right well why don't I just go for a flexibility vacation so I did that and then I was like yeah you know what this makes sense like this really makes sense like I this is what I should do so the whole point of it the whole my whole thought process is like you can find and like we've touched on this pretty succinctly Mm -hmm. throughout the course of the past like bit that we've been talking and like 
there's a lot of empowerment through movement. There's a lot of empowerment through functional movement. You know, like going, like when you learn how to move your body the right way, when you learn how to lift the correct way to prevent injury. And like, I mean, research shows that weight-bearing exercise prevents um, injury and promotes like bone and muscular elasticity. So my whole thing was, is why not specialize with women, obviously on a weight training exercise uh, from a weight, from that standpoint, specialize in helping women like find their strength, like find the mm-hmm. flexibility to be able to properly move to like, like you have to lift a 19 year old baby boy. And then a lot of time in overall as a society, we are a pretty sedentary society for the better part of the last no, we are. I agree. I'm sure. I'm <laughs> like, I'm sure I'm part of that 90% who sits all day. Oh, I know. I am. <laughs> and I can, and the thing is, like, when you're so used to moving, yeah. and then you sit down a lot, you can tell. Yeah. Can oh, of tell. course. And I think, so, you know, it's, it's crazy because we spend nine to five sitting and staring at yeah. a screen, and then we spend five to 10 staring at a mini screen. It's like that little meme. It's like, oh, what's going on in the big interwebs while you're looking at the computer screen? Okay, that's boring. I'm going to go check what's all going on in the tiny interwebs. (laughs) See if it changed a bit. Yeah. Guess what? It hasn't. No, no, it's still the same (laughs) post. But, you know, I, in just from my own personal experience, I will give you so many props because pelvic function, say it again, pelvic floor dysfunction is a topic that's not discussed you know you do ptsd or you talk about women after their delivery in the mental state and i will say you when i gave birth they had me fill out a questionnaire about my mental stability really yeah it was interesting they asked me a few questions because sometimes they you know they give you a huge packet about mental stability what to look Mm -hmm. for but i will tell you my personal story in um so after I gave birth, before I gave birth, I was having a few stomach issues. It was, it was really impacting my life. And I saw so many doctors, got so many tests done, paid up the wazoo for medical bills. And I was like, you know what, if I'm going to pay, it's, it better That's have a result. You. Yep. So after I gave birth, things kind of slowed down. I was at home, just really enjoying the time. And six or seven months after I was getting the same pain. So I sought out my doctor yeah. and I was like, hey, you know, there's something going on and I trust myself and I know, and they did more scans, more this, did you have a hernia? And it was all in the pelvic area. They're like, well, you just gave birth. Yeah. Maybe you haven't healed. Did you have diastasis recti? Uh, no. So I'm not sure. I don't think so. I never heard of that from any doctors, but yeah, um, like the abdominal wall splits. And, like, okay. Go to the side. I do believe, I don't believe so, but um. I'll have to look into that. I'll make a little note. So I went to see my gynecologist who delivered my son. And she's like, she did all these x-rays. They check for ovary cancer. Um, they they check for everything because it was in my pelvic mm-hmm. area. So finally, she recommended a pelvic floor disorder PT. Yeah. And I went and it was it was okay. It just like, like we said, we have the kind of match personalities. And it was a lot of mm-hmm. money. It was tons of money out of my pocket. And yeah, the thing too, because like that's like such a specialty that not right. a lot of insurance is covered. Yeah. So and you have to get these crazy referral referrals. So I went and it was like it was okay. 
I was like, okay, this is interesting. I'm not, I'm very uncomfortable with someone hugging me, let alone doing what they do there. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, this, yeah. this is very vulnerable of me to do. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> so like, um, I, it's like, it is. I, I will, I will say, you really have to be. Yeah, it's, it's not often a, I a do this. <laughs> yeah. So um, I stopped it and I was getting more and more pain in my back and mm. pelvis. And I, you know, I was getting really mad because I kept calling my gynecologist. She's like, you know, it's it's not something you can fix right away. And I was getting angry because I'm like, why isn't this going away? I took in all these tests. I thought it was my stomach. I stopped eating these foods. I stopped this. I was bloated. I saw I saw two, three different stomach people, uh, digestive people. And my new gynecologist, I went to someone new. And finally, she said, try this pelvic floor PT, a person again. I know you didn't have a good experience last time and not saying it was the person who did it. It was just really me in my mindset. I was like, oh, this isn't it. This isn't going to fix it. I'm not paying $300 for that. And that was just me being an idiot. But um, after that, I went to see a PT person um, in Woburn. She's great. And she did an assessment. She's like, yeah, it seems like this could be actually the issue. So, um, I went in, you know, I went to her for six weeks and it seemed to subside certain issues. I haven't seen her since because I'm lazy and I don't want to have to get a new referral, but I probably will eventually when I come to my senses. But, um, it's, it's just, I, you know, it's like you said, it's something we're starting to slowly learn about and it's, I it's going to come popular because I think a lot of women are suffering in silence. Like I was and doctors, yeah. not to say male doctors are the worst people in the world, but they need to understand a woman's body and yeah. how certain pains are just, we instinctively know it's not this, or it's like yeah. they were telling me, I instinctively knew it wasn't my stomach. Yeah. Um, so, you know, how everything is connected to it's insane. Yeah. So I saw this PT woman, she's great. She helped me out a lot. I feel certain issues kind of in decreasing in pain um mm-hmm. so you know just women like you and people in general whether it's a male or a female seeking out certain specialties like this it's important because like you said it's all connected in the strength of your pelvic muscles she said you know i'm very weak in certain areas um specializing in that for you i think will bring on a clientele that wouldn't want to seek out just a personal trainer yeah you know they wouldn't want to just go out to LA fitness and grab a personal trainer they want to seek out someone like yourself who's certified and I think it's so Mm -hmm. important with anything you do starting a new business you find something that is a specialty um Mm -hmm. so yeah it's great that you're doing that because I think women just aren't educated enough and not saying we're stupid, it's just we never knew about it. No one's ever yeah, mentioned it to us. Because it's, it's that whole women's, like the women's body is so stigmatized. Yes. And should be revered, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, considering there's a lot of work that goes into, we won't get too into it. <laughs> what I mean. That's but a next I, podcast. <laughs> that's like podcast 101 when I have a fan base. And if I lose 10 fans, that's okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, I, I agree. But um, like, I, I'll tell you, like, right up Allison, that in, 10 years ago, like, none of this was talked about. Right. This has really taken on a whole new life. Like, I'll, I'll send you some pages to follow for a few things. 
and like they like there's a few podcasts I'm yeah send you those but there's workshops like, my my pt sends me workshops all the time and oh yeah i think you know not to butt in it's just it's the part of your body that's stigmatized and you always get embarrassed about mm-hmm. and the what's involved to decrease the pain is very vulnerable like i said it's a lot of internal vulnerable. muscle release and yep some women are are just uncomfortable with it mm-hmm. and myself at the beginning was extremely uncomfortable you know i don't even like getting dressed sometimes or coming out of the yeah. shower and i don't know if that's it's 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 my own personal it's just for me it's like my body is just pr- very private even giving yeah. birth but once you give birth I'm like oh everybody take a peek okay. everyone, everyone already seen it here we, here we go the whole world has seen my body now so here we go um but here just send this picture show them um, but you know it's hopefully someone like you or whoever you work with who is interested in it really makes it more prominent in a matter that women should know about and not feel embarrassed and your clients themselves will learn more about themselves and um just it's okay it's just another part of your body it needs to be strengthened and it needs strength to work properly yeah and a lot of people mistake like those muscles like just because like they mistake the tightness for strength yes and it's you actually need, like yeah the tight of the, the tight of the muscle is it means that it's pretty weak because it's right working, it's doing things like your hips or your hip flexors are still tight because of that or yeah you know you can't be doing yep. your jane fonda workout videos every day and stuff like that i mean as much as i like <laughs> but you didn't have to put me out like that i'm sorry <laughs> i just had to share your 90s <laughs> outfits but listen, um, <laughs> I was all about the Richard Simmons. <laughs> <laughs> is he still alive? I don't even know who's alive anymore when it comes oh, yeah, to that. Oh, yeah, he's still alive. That's good for, good yeah, for it. It just yeah. shows that that <laughs> dancing workout really, really makes you age well. I know, and those striped outfits, too. But, um, yeah, so, you know, I really appreciate someone like you thinking about those small niches in people's lives that, you know, it's, there's not a lot of people out there to choose from to mm-hmm. um, look into certain, look into that for, so if it was me and I was looking yeah. for a personal trainer and I saw that you had that education, I'd be like, yes, I will take her. So it's important. Yeah. And it's nice that you wanted to seek something in addition to just personal training, but also pelvic floor disorder. Mm-hmm. No, I appreciate that. And you know what, like you're doing like an amazing job at just like just even though like you with highlighting like local businesses like you're the how you interweave everything and like bring in different conversations like it's like it's effortless like how you do it like you find like you you, you and you do a fantastic job of like finding the common ground between like what each like each person that you've had on thus far and like it's like it's beyond commendable it should be oh, like thank I, you like beyond impressed um 
And you hear that, guys? You know, if you don't follow me, <laughs> Julia will not be friends with you. <laughs> she will come over here and karate kick you down until you're friends with me. So you better Love appreciate it. Light. <laughs> wax on, uh, wax yes, off. Song, exactly. And uh, no, but seriously, like just like being even from like a local standpoint, because that's where it starts. Like that's yeah. where like the, the, the discussions, the conversations start. And, you know, like it goes, it's, I, I think people underestimate just how far reaching that can go. Just how much ground that you can cover just by mm -hmm. providing a voice to somebody and you know like you're, you're you're using that as a platform and you're using that to ensure that people overall especially like a local business or even like eddie who's a local author like you're you're giving them you're giving people a platform to be able to share their story in a way that is like that people can relate to which is like to be applauded like wow well, thank you. I appreciate it. I hope my mom's as proud as you are. <laughs> but, um, you know, <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> um, but yeah, well, I'll, I'll check in. I'll let you guys know in a few episodes later. Um, but, you know, thank you for being on the show. Honestly, thank it's, it's really me. cool connect reconnecting with you. Um, yeah, do you want to tell us how we can get a hold of you in terms of any type of service you offer, whether it be uh, martial arts service or PE service or um, personal training service? How, how can we get in touch with you if anyone's interested? What's the best way? Um, the best way, honestly, is just go through my Instagram. Like, I slide into those DMs, part. you hear? Uh, yeah, slide into them. <laughs> slide into them. Um, yeah, mostly for personal training and martial okay. arts. I, right now, I'm just doing vert. Like, I mean, I do. I have like one student who's like in person, but I'm really being careful about no, how much I, I take totally on. No, I totally get. Yeah. Um, but just I just like get into those DMs, baby. But it, honestly, uh, there should be there's a jot form in the hashtag link in my bio. Uh, so you hear that check out her bio slide into her DM, hey. dms at like 2 a.m text her you up yeah, yeah exactly i need a new ad program yeah um, but, and like honestly like anything i can do to help uh get you more um to get more traffic your way as well like I'm happy that's really to nice of you i appreciate it and uh you know promote you and but I, overall just like keep doing what you're doing same to you um you know i was like just to mention i was looking at that sweatshirt you got on do you want to kind of self cross promote that company quickly i do Wait, I what do. does it this say this says barefoot athletics nice this is nice my guy, justin over in uh wakefield so he was actually he's a solid guy really solid guy and my my girl up for uh nutritional stuff so she's out of Joyby in in uh, Pennsylvania, but virtual. Both very reasonable. Uh, Justin is a strength and conditioning, and as well as a personal trainer. Uh, he's located over in Wakefield. He is barefoot athletics. He kind of he focuses on like team sports. He also does adult training, uh, personal training. He writes up um, individual like custom programming. It's it's reasonably priced. It's sustainable. Like I'm not gonna say begging, but he's, 
Hello, Pop. But he's been asking, I played softball with him about 10 years ago, and he was like, in for the past, I was like, really honestly bit the bullet with him, and mm-hmm. I should have done it sooner. And that, but no, honestly, I would say I've been working with him pretty religiously over the past two years, and like, I've seen changes with me, like in terms of movement and everything else that I haven't seen ever. And Very he cool. does a phenomenal job. Like, he has a great following. He's on Instagram as well, Barefoot Athletics. And anything I could do to help him is just, like, just from, like I said, like, just from my own personal experience of working with him. And word of mouth works. Yeah. It really does. And then uh, in terms of nutrition, my girl, Dina, also known as my blood brother, she's down in, uh, like, Doylestown, Allentown, um, Pennsylvania. And I actually know her through Justin. Her and I crossed paths about seven years ago, and I actually enlisted her to write up all my nutrition uh, starting about last December. And I mean, obviously with the holidays, I kind of fell off, but no, she does a great job. She's really, honestly, a great, great human. Awesome. Um, She's been at this for... She comes from a pretty athletic family, so she's been lifting and very active uh, since she was in high school, and then really took it on, like, religiously. She has two girls, her and her wife live in um, Pennsylvania, and uh, two girls under four, yikes. No, she's really committed to what she does, and she really ensures that, like, Lucy's him, you know, she's um, very approachable. She, and, like, she can be, I mean look up hers just so that I get it right. So she's at Dina Flip, D-I-N-A-F-L-I-P. And that's her Instagram. It's her through there. She like she'll I think it might redirect her like to her email, but she'll hit you up and she'll make sure that you're well taken care of. Very cool. So there you have it guys. Yeah. Julia, again, thank you for being on the show. Um check out Julia. We'll have to get and- together. Yeah, when this is all over, you can come kick my butt in the park. <laughs> because I I know that I wouldn't be able to keep up with those Pilates ladies anyways. So just <laughs> privately watch me. So you can and people like boom. Just privately watch me cry in tears. Just right there. Um, but once again, this is Julia McQuaid on the show, the locally sourced. Check out her Instagram. She's a huge supporter of local communities, um, local businesses, local shops, and entrepreneurs. Um, She does personal training and um, personal martial arts training. So if you're ever interested or you know somebody, pass on the word. And this is Al from the Allison. That's my name. It's tough to say sometimes, but this is Allison from The Locally Source. And I hope you have a great day and peace out.